When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Do you like language? Do you like maturity? Well, then you probably like mature language. There might be some in this podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the Trampoline Hall podcast. I am Misha Globerman, the host of the Trampoline Hall podcast. Trampoline Hall, as you know, is a lecture series that takes place uh, in a bar, usually in Toronto, sometimes in other cities. People speak on all sorts of topics. Uh, Sometimes they're very uh, serious, sometimes they're not very serious. But the one restriction is it cannot be their professional field of expertise. It cannot be their job to know the thing. After each lecture, we, which is to say I, take questions from the audience. Uh, This is a Trampoline Hall podcast. On each episode, we take one lecture from deep in our archives. Uh, Some are new, some are old, uh, some are in between. Uh, And we do those in little seasons. We're now in, I think, episode two of the current mini season. All the uh, episodes, of course, chosen by Kate Bars, who went through our lecture archives and chose these six for you. Uh, If you're in Toronto and you want to come see the show, you can come see the show whenever people can come see shows again. If you're listening to this during the pandemic, you can get our email list and find out about the online shows that we're doing. They're actually uh, pretty interesting, I think, uh, as online shows go. Oh, so you might want to come to that. But now, now is the time uh, for this episode's lecture. The topic is personal identity, and the speaker is Stephen Thomas. This is a talk about a weird way I used to have of finding my identity. That's key. (laughs) What is personal identity? As in, what do you think of when you think of the answer to the question, who are you? (laughs) Obviously, it's kind of like, fuck that question. (laughs) But I guess this talk is about how for a long time I didn't know enough or wasn't confident enough to say, fuck that question. For a long time, for whatever reason, I really urgently felt like I needed to have a more concrete answer. Um, I had been aware for a long time that I had um, intense personality problems that manifested in extreme social nervousness and shyness, but I never really had a clear conceptualization of what that problem was about. Um, I mean, it, it, was, it was probably about a, a lot of things, but this talk is about one angle. How is this? Um, when I was in second year at U of T, I took PHL 245, Modern Symbolic Logic. Oh. It, you know, that that, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it was my first experience with formal mathematical logic. In this class, I learned that in math and logic, an identity 
is a relation between two things that are exactly the same. When, so when you say, um, here is an identity for this expression, what you're saying is, here is something that is exactly the same as this thing. Um, that's what, th this is like the conceptual centerpiece of the thing, so is that clear? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. I think I simplified it. Good. Um, BTW, we have this usage in everyday language in the word identical, but if you're like me, you never really thought about that. Um, so why is this a, who cares? When I first heard this definition of identity <laughs> in PHL 245, my brain sort of exploded. It made me think of the phrase, finding your identity, and how I had been sort of doing that for a really long time. But instead of trying to find my identity in the way we normally think about it, like trying to figure out who I was inside, or however you like normally think of finding your identity, I had literally been searching for my identity. That's, I, that's, I'm gonna use that. Um, in this math logic sense, as in the person who is exactly the same as me without realizing that's what I'd been doing. Um, I thought about all the people I had been obsessed with since childhood, uh, serially, not in parallel. And, <laughs> and, because uh, and <laughs> that's not how it worked. Um, and how what I had actually been doing was trying to find my identity, to find my identity through an ongoing trial and error process using actual people as possible identities. Um, I will call these people um, the people I for a time thought maybe were my identity, Zelegies. Ah. You, yeah. I understand. Good. What? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> So the Zelegies of my life, chronological order, reverse countdown. <laughs> Number eight, grade three. <laughs> I, I worked all this stuff out, um, cross-referencing with teachers and crushes. <laughs> <laughs> Robert McConaughey, this is number eight. I asked myself, am I Robert McConaughey? We are both kind of thin. However, he draws stick figures with enormous breasts and penises. <laughs> I conclude I am not Robert McConaughey. <laughs> That's the pattern. It'll follow that pattern. <laughs> Number seven, grade four, Robert Bejan. <clears throat> we can both run fast, but he seems to be half Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm Robert Bejan. Number six. Grade five, Stephen Oatway. We're both funny, but he's scrawnier than I am, and his dad once surprised everyone, am I moving or is this moving? Or did I just not notice this? Um, his dad once surprised everyone by coming into the classroom wearing farmer boots, and I think Stephen Oatway has to take medication for being crazy. <laughs> not that guy. Number five, grade six, Ryan Jones. We both like Mandy Blacklock, and I think in kindergarten, too, I had wondered whether I might be him uh, for a while because we once sat on the same piece of concrete or something. Um, <laughs> but because but I had, it was so overactive, I would, like, anyone who did anything the same as me, I was like, I think I'm that guy. Um, 
but he is totally violent and a criminal. I conclude, <laughs> <laughs> I conclude no. Number four, grade eight, Joey Montgomery. New kid in school swoops in and starts going out with the highly desirable Mandy Blacklock. <laughs> Joey Montgomery becomes my best friend. He is tall, good-looking, and skilled at ball take. He lives just down the hill from me. I like that he transcends the divisions that had been oppressing me my whole life in Glen Burnie Public School. The fact that he's good-looking but also smart shatters decades-old exclusionary schoolyard communities. <laughs> With the influence of his personality, overnight it's no longer uncool to be smart, to some degree anyway. Um, it also becomes less weird to care about and talk about how you look. The boy's bathroom becomes not just a place to pee on the floor, but also a place to discuss the merits of deodorant bands. <laughs> um, am I Joey Montgomery? Well, we get along really well. We spend a lot of time in each other's houses, but ultimately he's way better than me at baseball. Also, he has, two br he has a brother who punches people. I'm not Joey Montgomery. <laughs> grade three, I mean three, grade nine. It's going, we're getting more recent into my <laughs> self. Yeah. Owen Marsh. I mean, not. We're not. That's nothing. Owen Marsh. <laughs> Way smarter than Joey Montgomery, also classier. Owen's dad is British, his mom's German. They relocated from Ottawa. All males in the family are software geniuses. Owen's mother is so otherworldly, you can actually see her working hard to come down to our level, <laughs> which she always does because she's so incredibly nice. Owen makes absurd jokes that push the blah, 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 push the boundaries of both decorum and understandability while still remaining in a, main, remaining in a mainstream framework, which he prides himself on staying within because alternative cultu cultures are for losers. Um, in grade 11, Owen and I go to New York together for one week. We stay with his sister who lives there. She has a tiny apartment on the Upper East Side. All I know about her is that she only dates firemen. Halfway through the week, which is like what I, uh, that's what I understand about New York now anyway. Um, <laughs> halfway through the week, when, when m me and her are alone, she says, you shouldn't let Owen boss you around like that. I'm so embarrassed, I don't know what to say, but I know she's right. That was a burp. <laughs> at the end of the week, on the last day, she and I are alone again for a minute, sitting at her little kitchen table. Owen has just left the room. I'm in the middle of telling his, sis uh, his sister what we did the previous day. When Owen comes back in, he sits down and listens to me tell the story for a few minutes without saying anything. Then he shouts, stop stealing my personality. <laughs> See, I'm not making it up. <laughs> this stuff really happened. Again, I'm so totally embarrassed. <laughs> I can't speak but I know exactly what he's talking about. Over the course of this week, when we'd been spending all day, every day together, I had slowly but thoroughly, and even more than usual, been adopting his mannerisms and vocal inflections. <laughs> I'm still self-conscious about that. Am I Owen Marsh? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Number two, grade 12, Tim Lillycrap. No interesting stories, not him. Number one. <laughs> First year university, Dave Kordolevsky, a textbook socio, is he here by the way? Good. <laughs> that would be embarrassing, he lives in here. 
These are all real names, by the way. <laughs> a textbook sociopath and a really fun guy. <laughs> Dave combines some of my most pronounced insecurities slash favorite qualities in a best friend. Classiness, he had gone to UCC and although his family was middle class, he had totally perfected detached privilege. Intelligence, he had been to that school on a full scholarship thanks to some record-breaking test score, as his dad told me one time. An intense and obsessive proclivity for self-interrogation. Remember, this is first year university. Does that make sense to people? Like, <laughs> do you remember what that was like? We would spend nights getting drunk and telling each other what the other's biggest weaknesses were. <laughs> Me, according to him, you care too much about what other people think about you. <laughs> him, according to me, you're an asshole. <laughs> and going out into the alley to smash our empties against a wall. <laughs> was I Dave Korolevsky? Well, obviously not, but he was my last and most intense zelegee and the degree to which I really gave it a shot is, is strange. Here are some examples of stuff I did directly because I thought I was this guy or wanted to be him. Chronologi chronological order, I planted trees in Outback, Ontario, calculated and bought the cheapest liquor available in terms of alcohol content per volume for one year. <laughs> At L the LCBO, that's Kelly's Sherry, one liter, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you're curious. <laughs> I think I, this was 2003. Things might have changed. <laughs> Moved to China and lived there for one year. Chain smoked for one year. Um, treated girls badly, which I'm not proud of. <laughs> Moved to Australia and stayed away from Canada for three years in deference to world traveling as a value. Anyway, it's a long story how that ended, but I guess I could say there was a big falling out that kind of cured me of this whole thing. I was not David Korolevsky. So um, I don't think I will. I'm perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I have time to talk about why I don't do this anymore. But it basically got resolved like a lot of personal problems get resolved. Not by finding a solution in the way I expected but just by realizing that the way I was looking at the problem was effed. <laughs> um, I have one more story. Um, and I want to say that I cut about 90% of the theory from this talk. Um, but I also wanted to say that, in my experience, this issue is a lot more complicated than I've presented it here. Um, <laughs> is that that's obvious, I guess? That's fair. Yeah. Um, this story illustrates just one way it's more complicated. First year university, I'm having lunch in the cafeteria of U of T called Fung with a girl named Zingming and Tim Lillycrap, Zelegi number two, the one I skipped over, um, but who actually influenced me a lot, there's just nothing to say about it, um, came over to the table. He sat with us for five minutes, then left. And after he left, Zing after he left Zingming was like, OMG, Steve, that was so weird. Tim talks so different when he's around you. He totally talks like you. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's Steve Thomas, ladies and gentlemen.
You're listening to the Trampoline Hall Podcast. I'm Misha Bergman. Up next was Q&A. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Are, are there are there are there any questions? Oh yes, you have your hand up. Yes, ma'am. Did you smoke, chain smoke for a year and go to Australia at the same time your number one was doing those things? Or separate times? No, it was consistently like eight to twelve months after. <laughs> like after I processed it and could convince myself that I wasn't doing it for that reason. I was like doing you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Anything else? Yes, you sir, yes. Do you think that anyone ever tried to do did anyone try to be like you is the question. Well, I, I, guess, I guess the moral of that last story was yeah. that probably people did. And also, these people that I've just named also maybe had, it was sort of mutual sometimes. Is that, oh, I see. That's the implicit moral of the last story. I got the first part of the moral, but I didn't get the oh. second part. So you think they were all trying to be like you a little no, bit? No, no, no. But I'm, like, I, have, I, ha- I have good evidence that that guy and the last guy also. That those just I heard, those I heard like totally mind-blowing stories afterwards. It was like, oh my God, he thought I also was a Zelegi. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. That's interesting. Okay. All right. So there you go. So yes. Uh, yes, you, sir. Can you explain the term Zelegi? Ex- ex- explain the term Zelegi. It's a reference to a 1983 Woody Allen movie I haven't seen. Do you want? Do you want more? Do you want, or is that enough for you? So now you can look it up. Okay, that's good because we, we are here to save time. Yes, you, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> how come you were never zelegi? How come they were never a woman, zelegi? Oh, I had a whole section on that, but I had to cut it. Well, now would be a good time to talk about what you might have said. I think it was because their bodies were different from mine, and so when I looked at them, it was just so obvious they weren't me. Whereas, like, guys were like, oh, that guy might be me. Does that, does that answer your question? I don't think, like, I think that's all. It w- maybe there was, like, maybe one or something. I don't know. But not really. But no, you're just saying that to make her feel better. No. Or is it true that grade, there was? Grade six. Really? Yeah. Who? Who? What? Mandy Blacklock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, you all the, way, all the way in the back, so far away. Yes, you. So no celebrities and famous figures, why is that? That's a really good question, and other people in not Trampoline Hall have talked about that. I don't know. Um, I grew up in the country, and I didn't watch a lot of TV when I was a kid, so maybe that was part of it. I don't know. 
and also no the other the, as long as we're sort of cycling through also like no old like no, none of who are traditionally thought of as role models like older relatives or teachers or whatever I don't know who role models are supposed to be yeah I don't know I didn't I don't know like I didn't have I don't know there so really, it's just like boys like me. Like uh, there's yeah. just another boy like me who yeah. I am. It's yeah. not a famous person or no. anything. All right. Because I okay. Good. Yeah, uh, yes. That's that's a good point. Because yeah. they obviously were not me. They were on TV. Yeah, I guess or that's part. Old. But there's obviously something that makes them different <laughs> yeah. from different from you. Yeah. And so it's funny. It's not like something you're aspiring to. It's not like someday I want to be that yeah. guy. It's like no, no. Who am I right now? Maybe I'm exactly. that kid. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> that's a separate thing. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you man. So how do you answer the uh, question now? Has he answered the question now? Oh, how do you answer the question now? I'm sorry. It's a better question. I say fuck that question. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a response we, we that, generally discourage. I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but that's, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> All right, yes, yeah. Well, well, why the emphatic, why, why the, the, the need for obscenity? Oh, no, I mean, why, like, why is that you feel like very... No, 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 obscenity. <laughs> no, um, you feel like you seem very emphatic about it. Oh, um, um... I guess because it's, like, that's not... That problem is too general. It's, it's like, not a problem or something. It's, like, the real problems are more um, specific. Like, how do I get downtown? <laughs> 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 uh, uh, okay, yes, you ma'am. Yes, I almost, yeah, okay, ma'am. So back to now, do you, do you get uncomfortable when you're aware of the ways that others create you or that you create others? So the, just to repeat for the people in the back, the question, are you uncomfortable now with the way in which you get created by other people or the way in which you create other people? Is that? Well, well now I'm, I'm really self-conscious about um, adopting other people's mannerisms and um, vocal inflections. But I kind of like it too. I kind of like having a relationship with someone where that it's sort of a back and forth thing. She's actually over it. I guess so, yeah. Right, good. She, she congratulates him for being over it. That's the end of the <laughs> that's the end of the exchange, and it's it's satisfying from up here. Right, anything else? Anything else people would like to know? Any other questions? Or yes, yes, you, ma'am. Um, where is Mandy Blackwell now? Where is Mandy Blackwell now? <laughs> I have no idea. Sorry. Does anyone? Is there anyone here who knows? Does anyone know? Probably in Kingston, Ontario. Uh, is, that where you're, is that where you're from, or is that just a little place you imagine she would end up? Because that's what she's like. That's where I'm from. Okay, all right. So it's not so. It's not such a weird prediction then. Um, anything else? Anything else you would like to know? Oh, Matt, Matt, you have a question. Yes, I'm sorry. Are there more like acceptable benign forms of zeligism, like fashion zeligism, or like haircut so the question is, wh wh whether smaller forms of zeligism are okay, yeah, specifically haircut zeligism. <laughs> but when they say that bitch stole my, but, but also, but it's even the part of like that is my haircut on that bitch, right? Like even when you don't have it yet, you're like, oh, that haircut is for me. That is how my hair is cut. Does that does that work for you? No, but in that in that in that really like small scale way. Um, I, I'm really fascinated by people, like there seems to be a huge range of like some people, they're always their own personality, um, and sometimes, and there are other people who are like, whatever, chameleons. Do you see that? Like, do you, are you aware of people who don't have that, who don't have that zeliging trait? Like, yeah, who, definitely. People who just like create their own things and don't copy other people? Yeah, um, 
I was talking about it with a friend, and I was like, maybe if you're smart, you can't help but doing that. And he was like, no, Jeremy Finkelstein doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess that's true. So specifically, Jeremy Finkelstein is an example of a smart person who doesn't copy other people's stuff. Yes. Right. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. And is he, he's here somewhere. Is that right? So you think he's stupid. He doesn't copy other people's stuff, but he is stupid. Okay, so there's a, cons a, 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 a dissenting belief. And you think, you think he's smart, but he doesn't copy other people's stuff? Is that what you're raising your hand to say? Or is it not about Jeremy Ficklestein at all? But yet you're entitled to an opinion about him. No, no, okay, sorry. No, we, okay, so let's move away from the question of Jer the controversial subject of Jeremy Ficklestein. Yes. You think he's smart? But you don't know him. You just said you don't know him. I think he's good anyway. We're all smart. You want to get him on stage? All right, where's, where's Jeremy Finkelstein? He's at the bar. People are chanting Finkelstein. Wait, what? That's you, okay, so that's you. So, I'm not sure, people chanted to bring you on stage and I'm not sure what good can actually come of this, but I always, but I always, I always bend to their will. So wait, your, your claim was that he's intelligent? No, I was actually asking you the question. Oh, so you're not, you're not, you're okay. <laughs> So it doesn't help to have, but okay, so right, but let's just take it real quick. So right away, Jeremy Finkelstein, standing, standing, standing next to Steve, doesn't look, doesn't begin to look like him. Is that right? Or he no? looks like Jonathan Richmond. Looks a little like Jonathan Richmond, that's true, who, who, who pre-exists pre him, so it's copying that a little. All right, well, let's just, okay, well, let's, well, let's run through the rest of the Q&A, and can you just stay there, and we'll see if... Jeremy becomes anything, we'll anything more like you. I, I will probably. That's a really unfair thing him. to do to you. Oh, is that right? Is it possible? Okay, well, watch them both and see which way. Which way? I'm sorry. Is it complete? Oh, no, that's fair. What's your What's your question? Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping it's a question, but I would think yeah. that delegism is, is like an inclination towards mimicry. So people who do this work would be good actors. I mean, is that is that what delegism would be? Is people who would be good actors? So you think people who are good actors have this trait more? Do you think that's that's fair? I, I have no idea. Maybe, probably. Maybe, maybe it's not like one implies the other, but they're both like there's a correlation. Jared, Jared probably. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's not, no, okay. All right. Okay. And any other questions? Yeah. So pay, pay attention to the echoes and see how they go. Yes. Uh, any other questions? It could even be just a test question, just to try on Jeremy. It could be a math question. Yeah. Yeah. You, man. Do you guys go shopping together? Do you guys go shopping together? <laughs> Who, me and Jeremy? Yeah, you and Jeremy. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not an idiom. <laughs> do you go shopping together? Like, do you sometimes... Do, oh, go ahead. No. Like <laughs> <laughs> We've never done that. Why do you ask? That's a, it, is a, it is a curious question. Why do you ask that? Suddenly, I just feel like it brings me back to grade five when the girls were but they're not really dressed the same. I mean, they're both wearing... Because it feels good to shop together. And you thought they might like to feel good. Wait, you feel good? Oh, we know. You have that good feeling that comes when there's lots of grade five girls in the room. And it makes you, want, it makes you think that men should shop together. These are universal feelings that you describe, sweetheart. And everyone's singing happy birthday. And... <laughs> uh, is there anything else? Anything else? Yeah, uh, yes, you, sir. Following on the last question. <laughs> How important are superficial traits versus more, let's say, esoteric or ephemeral traits? So 
So how important are superficial traits versus what? I actually, I, I how, what? How important are they? How important are they? For your conception of personal identity. Are superficial traits versus what? Because initially you're talking ephemeral. about this guy's skinny. Ephemeral? Yeah, yeah that's I've never heard that. I've never heard that. That seems like an unusual distinction. No, Ephemeral means, yeah, you define ephemeral. Yeah. Yeah. Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get up here, too. OK, so let's get up here, too. No, no, please, no, no. By the way, this is probably the only guy who knows any of the Zeligis. So slowly, there's a number of people on stage, and we can watch and see whether they become more like each other as they define ephemeral. Don't worry, we're working on two levels at once. It's a bit, a bit high for me. Something that's ephemeral, <laughs> it leans more towards the spiritual as opposed to the physical. It's fleeting, and in addition to that, <laughs> people don't believe you. It cannot be captured. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's good. So people, people groaned. That you, does anyone else want to take a shot at it? Do either of you? Do either of you feel that you have a? Do you want to? Do, do I, I thought people just didn't want it defined because that, that wasn't fun. So wait, were you booing because you because you, were you booing because you disagreed with I the definition, or because you were angry that ephemeral was being defined and you were happier to leave it undefined? We'll never know. No, it's because someone, someone had, I want to close up the ephemeral thing. This, why were people booing? Why were you booing? Yeah, because you think he was thinking of ethereal or. Uh, yeah, or, uh, yeah. Because ephemeral, ephemeral doesn't actually mean spiritual or non-material or anything. It just means short-lived, right? Yes. Like, yes. A, like, a, like, a, like a mayfly is ephemeral, right? It's, yes. it's, not, it's not, okay, all right. But for some people, it has those connotations, which is fair, too. Okay, um, uh, was there another question? Or do you want to, okay, so let's, what was his question? Oh, yeah, that's right, I'm sorry, this is all a parenthesis in your question, which is, and okay, so the question is, what do, what do you think about the comparison between traits that are superficial or traits that are, Spiritual or, or, or spiritual or short-lived. <laughs> it started off with, "Oh, I'm just skinny like this guy," and then it ended up with more traits that were like, "Oh, I'm ripping my guts open like this other guy." I, I guess that was just like the focus as I got older. Thanks. Okay, good. Okay, so now we've had. So now I'm going to come back to the initial question, the question that sort of opened up this whole thing, which was the question about whether about whether Jeremy Finkelstein. <laughs> Um, copies other people and whether he's smart based on you've now seen him on stage in the company of two other men of you know approximately the same age build and race and gender as him and do you think do you think that he copied them in any way no no, no. no. quite remarkably no and then do you think do you think that Steve became a little bit more like the other people on stage yes. so it's all a lie I guess <laughs> I'm totally the same as I was in grade one and so if we come full circle. Okay. That's the end. Great. Steve Thomas. <laughs>Trampling Hall was created in Toronto in the 21st century by Sheila Hetty. It is hosted by me. This episode's lecture was chosen by John McCurley. This podcast is produced by Josh Block. Our theme music was composed by Matt Smith. Our coordinating producer is Kate Bars. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps a lot. I'm Misha Globelman. Thanks for listening.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.